Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Thursday, July 14th, even though the uh, lead-up said it, I am Jack Riggins, the host of Drive Time Lincoln, and Johnny Cadillac is still producing the show. Um, yes, yeah, we're going to have an interesting show today because uh, we have a lot of news, but we probably uh, need to go to the lead story, which is uh, the new Nebraska Republican Party chair, Eric Underwood, had a press conference today. It was his first time giving a press conference. There was a news release earlier this week. Um, and our very own Carla James covered it, and there were many other uh, news outlets there. So that is going out on the airwaves as we speak. But I thought, because I was there uh, volunteering, that Carla you know, would have had a fair, unique perspective as somebody that wasn't involved in the process. And so I wanted to bring her on the show. We'll talk about um, this giant drug find uh, during a traffic stop as well in the show and also the governor's plan uh, to roll out the new 988 suicide prevention lifeline, which I think is just outstanding. We just have such a terrible time in this society dealing and recognizing the signs of suicide. And so any assets that we can use to help with that, um, we should. So that's what we're going to do. Carla James from the KLIN News Desk, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Well, thank you very much, Commander Jack. Hello, Johnny. Yeah, this is like a family reunion. It is, really. Uh, my first question is, obviously you've been as a, as a news reporter, and you do a great job watching the desks and all the different uh, vines, I call them, that come in. And so there's been a lot of rumors from sources for, throughout this week. There's been some press coverage. Um, but in the end of the day, like, just what was your general kind of, as you walked in the door, experience and kind of, takeaway throughout it you know i i want to say coming in um it was a little bit tense for some Mm -hmm. i I definitely got that vibe that there was some tension going on um and you know we, we all had questions and we all wanted to know what was going to be taking place um and what was going to be said uh, but you could feel a little bit of tension and unease, and I suppose that's always common when you have new people that are going to be taking to the podium for the first time. So it, it, it I, I contributed to that, you know. And it was um, probably, uh, I'm going to say, a different crew of people. Maybe just not only people that are doing the transition, of which I have told people on air, I'm volunteering to help in the transition right now, um, and that's why I think it's good to have Carla kind of give a asking reporter was down there in that capacity but and and we know how heated this has been over the last week you know but i could definitely along with that statement i'm going to follow it up there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm as well uh these folks seemed like they are ready to get to work they want to get to work um they have said multiple times um lieutenant governor foley stated that you know we're going to move this party forward and then underwood also stated that that's the goal is to get get to work get the party move forward and get republicans elected um that was the message the take-home message of the day yeah um but then we had the the left field (laughs) come in um 
And you've reported on that. I've reported on it, and I asked the question at the at the news conference today because KLIN News had heard that um, sometime, likely Saturday, that there had been equipment removed from the NEGOP headquarters here in Lincoln. Um, uh, we had heard that computers had been taken. Why the convention was going on in Kearney, there were activity going on at the GOP headquarters here in Lincoln. Um, computers were taken. We heard that even the security cameras were taken. Phones were taken. Other things may have been taken because there was not an inventory list of all of the property inside of that, that building. So that was a question that was asked. Um, it was confirmed that someone had been into the building and had taken equipment. And that is a big, big concern for obvious reasons. Um, obvious. The next question is, who did it? Sure. And uh, being you know in the news, we want to know who, who did it. Um, we want to know what was taken. Were those computers scrubbed that were returned? They were returned on Tuesday. But what's on those computers? Um, we were also informed that the party's money is secure. Uh, people will be paid. Checks will be going out. Contributions will be coming in. The money is secured. The bank account is secured. Um, I'm not sure if there was more than one bank account, but I was told Did the money is secured. Did you find that surprising um, that um, the press, because obviously I think that sentiment, or I'm going to call it rumor, has been floating around this week. Um, and um, And you just... You just went right for it. You just asked him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and his response to it, you know. He he confirmed that, yes, that indeed something had happened. Mm-hmm. The extent, he was a little bit vague on, but I can understand the position of being vague on it because um, I've also been told that an investigation is underway, so a lot of things cannot be said at this point in yeah. time. And more will be revealed later. And in journalism, you know, when that when that comes to that point where they say that you know that you're not going to get any more answers you can ask questions to your heart's content but the answers are going to be slow and slim coming through um but i was surprised to hear that that some of the equipment had been returned um a little vague on what can be if those computers can be gotten into if Mm -hmm. passwords were left um what information those computers contained prior to uh saturday what they contain now compared yeah, to what they contain then. And I think, and I uh, think, do people know, and we can say it, we, I mean, you were at the presser, I know it. I mean, there were a lot of resignations that night. And so the, the workforce that had been there, um, you know, was no longer there. And so that in and of itself leads to transition friction, I like to call it. And so some of the mundane things, you know, I guess take time. Um, but he did say, you know, that he was ready to move forward and that, you know, you have the stuff and we've got to get going. And he kept kind of coming back to that, didn't he? Oh, very much so. Um, you know, to put the good of the party in front of everything else that's going on behind the scenes. Of course, the party is strong. The party will continue and the party is going to move forward. And the party's goal is to elect Republicans. That was the clear and stated message of the day. Uh, what what about that? There's a big sentiment out there that this was like. Charles Herbster people or that. Did you get a sense um, that Republicans weren't going to get behind in in the big races, Jim Pillen and Mike Flood, at least from Eric, you know, the presser? Oh, I I felt that it was going to be 
everything's going to be okay. Right. That is the the take home that everything is going to be okay. Um, um, Eric Underwood said that um, he had spoken with Ricketts. He expects cooperation and smooth transition continuing going forward. Um, not a lot was brought up about Jim Pillen or other candidates that I can recall today. Um, I don't even think their names were even brought up much at all. The one um, reporter asked, and I confirmed that he had another engagement prior. Yeah, yes, and, yes, why and he I, wasn't. Yeah. I don't think, you know, you're, people can say what they're going to say in the end of the day. You know, this is put together quick to get information out. And, you know, candidates and other elected officials, they have their schedules. Um, and so um, I think, you know, most of I, I know all of the big ones were notified. Some are in Washington, D.C., some of the state legislatures. But there also might have been misses, you know, in a new staff and getting people out there. What did you think? Because I see a lot of chat uh, going around social media on uh, Jeff Fortenberry showing up. I've heard I different think, you know, reviews media, of that. You want media view? Yeah, sure. I thought the media was a little surprised to see him there. Um, I he 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 greeted several members of the media. Uh, he he greeted me, um, and uh, we had worked many years together. Though. Yeah, you know, and our paths had crossed so many times. Is that the first familiar. time we've really seen him out in public? That I is think? the first time that I think that he has been really. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so I think a lot of people were surprised that he was there. Um, he, I'll, I'll let everyone know he did not speak. He was not a speaker. He, he did nothing of that. Uh, but he greeted people of the media and then, of course, the crowd that had gathered. And I don't know how long he stayed. I was busy. So um, I, I didn't see him when I left, but he did attend today. Yes. Yeah, he, he took in the press conference with his wife and then just... He just kind of exited stage mm-hmm. left, and I mean, uh, there were then side interviews going on. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Mike Foley, who I will hope is the next state auditor, every time I see him both in person and in a presser like this, it's like nothing seems to bother him politically. He seems like a very, even when he takes the stage, he's able to deliver the message and kind of like a sage wise person and it's just that's the vibe i get from it what's your sense on lieutenant governor foley and how he presented today and you know the message and caring for I, I thought he did well i did hear some feedback in from um the comments that he made about the democratic candidate carol blood mm. and um and she heard about it uh, well i'm <laughs> sure i'm sure that, yeah that carol heard about it and, sure. and let us know that she heard about it so um that was the only disparity that i heard that he mentioned of anything today um otherwise his message was good it was clear um i've worked with mike foley though for many many years when he more so as state when he was state auditor than as lieutenant governor Mm -hmm. and so um i kind of know how he works how he talks and his reaction and whatnot and um very professional very clean very he represented yeah. he represented Governor Ricketts quite well today. He absolutely did. He represented the governor well and the state. And uh, like I said, I, I have always appreciated just kind of his uh, calm in the eye of the storm approach uh, when I've been around him, which isn't Correct. a lot. Um, any other takeaways, just, I guess, big picture or little picture from your instincts as a journalist that's covered these things for a very long time and from the highest level of office down to something like this? I think what we're all waiting now is what now? I think that's what the media is going to want to know moving forward is um, 
any time that a a new administration steps in or a new group comes into an organization and they take the lead, there are always stumbling blocks, stepping stones that they have to go through. It'll be we're all kind of waiting to see what those are going to be. Well, I can give you one on Twitter the other day. Uh, uh, somebody, I'm not going to name him, but he does a radio host, uh, was voluntarily helping out and misspelled chairman with an M-E-N and uh, <laughs> didn't catch it for 24 hours. So, you know, those things, <laughs> there, there's going to be stumbling blocks. <laughs> those are little things that just happen. And nobody in... Th- I wish I could tell you how many times and I've been in a rush and I put a story up online and I go look at it later and I go, Oi. Yeah. <laughs> what was I doing? Do you think he you did know. a good job with the unifying message? Oh, for, definitely. For what is definitely a, a, an emotional right now, frustrated, not every Republican in the state, but there are some in, in this, not necessarily on how Republicans are going to vote, but on kind of what happened Saturday, you know, to today. Well, you have a lot of angry people out there right now from, <laughs> you know, from what we're hearing as well. We have a lot of mad, upset people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any trying to calm the water, what Chairman Underwood had to say today, I don't think anything he really would have said could have calmed their water. Right. It, it, it just was too much out there for that to happen. Emotions and um, tensions are high. Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, but I really think that... Um, you know, that was his message today was to try to do that, I believe. You know, looking at yeah, it. Yeah, and it's a, you've got to start taking the steps, right? And he's the leader. It, yeah, I was looking at it with the journalists. What he was trying to do was get those waters calmed so the progression could be made. Those That was the takeaway that I got. His main message yeah. was, was that um, move forward, get Republicans elected. That was the key messages that he met, discussed today. So. Well, Carla James, um, yes. wow, that is, did you get overtime for that? Because that was phenomenal. No, 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 and, no and, it's and, my and job. It, um, I know, but it's also, you know, you're a citizen of this great state, and it's it's interesting news. And, um, and and I want to let people know, too, that news people, we are, we have no opinion. So what I just mentioned and said on the radio today, that is my observation yeah. as a journalist at that event today. And that is so. what I'm asking you for, and, and I appreciate that, and uh um, yeah, I really appreciate you kind of breaking that down. And But every journalist out there is ready to pounce, and we want to know when this investigation is going to move forward because we want to know more about it, too. I, you know, to be honest, that oh. is what everybody was asking today. Yeah. You know, you have a basically, and I'm using a quote from another journalist today, you have an office that had been ransacked. Who did it? And I- what was taken? And then from what was taken, what was taken out of that, meaning the computers. So. Those are the answers that, you know, those are the questions that we want the answers to. So. And, you know, you, you've heard this radio show plenty of times, and you know I'm a man that, one, is just a philosophy, you know, choices have consequences. I'm a big law and order guy. As a conservative, law and order is a giant platform issue. And I think that the process has to play out like the process played out for Jeff Fortenberry or anything that happens. And it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. And so, you know, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I just know that, um, as you said, as a journalist, people are going to be asking and um, it's being dealt with. And uh, at the same time, the Republican Party of the state of Nebraska needs to move forward. So I'm sure there'll be more to follow on that. And that was the take-home message today. Yeah, that was the take-home message. Um, All right, appreciate you coming in, Carla. Thank you so much.
Wow, Johnny. See, Johnny's been over there, and he's like, what is going on? Johnny, what did you think about that? That is, That was good. Carl oh, yeah. was good on no, it. I, I always enjoy having Carla in here with us, so. She, Carla, can you come? Can you do you want to be on the show regularly? Well, well, <laughs> well she's trying to get out of here, and I'm well, trying. I'm like, no. she's like, well, well, no, um, depends. If you need me, of course, you of know where course. to find me. Of course, I do know where to find you. All right, fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. You're getting the four one one from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, I guess we didn't have time. We just had Carla James on uh, from the news desk who covered the NEGOP presser this morning that uh, Lieutenant Governor Mike Foley, acting governor, because Governor Ricketts is out of state today, um, introduced uh, the new NEGOP Republican Party chairman, Eric Underwood, and then there was a press event. He gave a speech, obviously a presser, took questions, stayed around for all print and digital who was there. So that, that story's out there. I thought that... You know, she would be a good, like she said, she's she's a true reporter looking for things. She brought up some shenanigans. Um, that'll get worked out. She gave the overview, you know, which was, hey, look, unity and, you know, Chairman Underwood is, is there to get Republicans elected in November and beyond. Um, so there were some interesting dynamics. It'll play out on all the different media platforms for now. But uh, I suspect, again, they just want to get to getting the business operations up and, and working. Uh, but yeah, contentious time, emotional time, a lot of tension in the GOP, but uh, Chairman Underwood doing his best to uh, get it uh, solidified and moving forward and unified because um, there's elections coming up. But I, I thought it was good. Uh, we will talk about uh, the big drug busts, the 988 nine, <laughs> nine, eight, eight line uh, uh, Johnny, what did you think, real quick? We got thirty seconds. What did you think? That was an interesting segment, right? Yeah, was, we've kind of been talking about it. It was very informative. I I enjoyed hearing things from Carlos' point of view, and yeah, uh, just being there, observing what was going on, and you know, being a journalist reporting. That was very good. Yeah, she she has the time. She's a pro. Um, I'm catching up on things other people reading. Hey, the text lines open four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred, and the Rickstein Recognition Hotline's open. Second segment. 1499 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. All right, uh, July 14th, 537. Second segment here started. We had Carla Jones on from the news desk. Carla to, James. I didn't mean it. Yes, Carla James. That's why you're the producer. I get to talking fast. Johnny's warned me about that, hasn't he? Carla James, uh, given her objective view of what went on and following up on her couple of stories uh, she's written, you can read all about it at KLIN.com. Many news outlets uh, obviously are starting to publish as it was an official press conference with Lieutenant Governor Mike Foley, who's the acting governor today, as he reminded me, um, because Governor Ricketts is out of the state, um, kicking it off. Well, I do want to talk about the drug busts and things, and Jeff's very passionate about it on the text line. Appreciate that, Jeff. We'll get to it. And the uh, 988 suicide uh, prevention line. But we've got callers, and I never like to turn callers away. So uh, let's go to an unnamed listener calling in here at Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, Welcome. Are you a first-time caller? 
Uh, yes. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you. Yeah, what do you got? Well, okay, so um, I was one at the convention, and I tell you, a lot was going on, but I, I saw a lot of respect, and considering everything that went on, I um, thought it would be important to highlight an area as I was, it was my first state convention I had ever been to, and of course, emotions were high, but I have to say that compared to when we look at other things that have happened on world news, it was nothing like that. And quite frankly, I think that the news blew certain things out of proportion. But I saw respect um, Dan Welch stepping down and respect when the new GOP, Eric Underwood, had stepped up. And- you, you know, um, you know, I, I've said I was there and, um, you know, if you were there and you were there and we're going to try to describe it, I thought Dan Welch uh did such a phenomenal job in a very difficult situation where at some point realizing that he may be voted out um just a, a man of class and and dignified in handling that kind of situation did did you get that sense as well you know i got i know that dan is known and and you know the thing that is really important to communicate is it was what had happened um, under his watch where the people had felt that, hey, we want a, a voice of the party for the people, not who you know, um, not what's your pocketbook, but hey, we, we're ready to get down. We want to get conservative elected. We want to focus on these areas. But the groundswell came from the election integrity. And it's not about one man. And I love how uh, Eric Underwood has, shared on a a press conference, um, I believe, yeah, today. But he said it's not one man, meaning 2020 election, but it's our future elections. And Eric has such a team mind in working together, but not bowing down to give um, a control to those who would silence the voices of we the people. And I I thought it was a great, um, I thought this was a great point of reference to share the different mindsets in here, because a lot of the grassroots movement that came forward, they're really concerned about the election integrity. They want to know that their voice is in their vote. And so in the uh, booklets we had got, it was in an axiom bag that they handed out for those that weren't at the convention, uh, just to explain this. Um, and it was out of the 2022 NEGOP State Convention Resolutions and Constitutional Amendments Committee Report. Mm-hmm. And there were no page numbers in this book. And uh, to clearly speak that this would have been underneath the um NEGOP Chair Dan Welch, it was called Resolution to Preserve Election Integrity. And on one of, in in this area, the wording was resolved, the NEGOP supports the use of ballot counting machines that are not connected to the internet and software that is verified to be accurate and fair in the counting of ballots. And this is where the big division has been because in Nebraska, they're wanting hand counting of ballots. And if um, and so underneath, when he was the new chair and how the proper order of business and things, I think it's important for um, the listeners to know and understand because they wouldn't know this. And some okay. were even at the convention, but they cut out the ballot counting machines 
and they removed that to hand-counting ballots, and I believe it was at the precinct level, verified under continual video surveillance. And when before uh, Dan Welch had been removed in the counts, it was underneath hand-counting ballots. It wasn't anyone standing up or anything. And okay. to see that process, I, I think, is really important to highlight. Yeah. And so, well, thank, yeah. thank you for the call. Let me make some comments on that and um, just try to you know simplify it because i think it's a it's a the whole situation around election integrity is uh is very difficult to kind of get your head around but i appreciate the call and thoughts and good perspectives on kind of the last week thank you thank you uh yeah here here's the thing uh right i i always go back and forth with election integrity because i think it doesn't matter if it's conservatives democrats just independents one, it can quickly become a very emotional subject. And uh, what the caller's talking about, so to speak, um, and I will say this, uh, Chairman Underwood at the press conference today talked about election integrity for the future. And I think that, you know, there are differences depending on what group or what media outlet or what uh, you prescribe to, <laughs> you know, social media, even here in the state of Nebraska. And Bob Evnen, who won the primary and will be the, you know, continue to be the Secretary of the State, he's been on the show and he has talked about uh, over the last year, you know, what he has discovered. You have other groups out there that have shown what they've discovered. And then, you know, you have the government, you know, the what Bob Evnen has seen and taken care of with, you know, helping with legislative, excuse me, stuff to get election integrity more secure. So there's a general feeling, okay, folks, that people, not just here in Nebraska, but they want to make sure the elections are more secure. Okay, from this day moving forward. In Nebraska, the Secretary of State has put in some stuff um, to do that, you know, and Zuckerbucks, again, I talk about it on this show, uh, you know, got that out. And so there have been things done in the state of Nebraska and voter ID on that petition. That's another thing that he championed. So there's a piece where the government in the state of Nebraska, from the governor to the secretary of state to, to state legislatures, they have listened and they have done some things. Now, there's other people that have said they haven't done enough. And that same argument plays out across all 50 states in the nation, as you know. I think what the caller was referring to was uh, the verbiage in the resolutions for the party to adopt kind of a stance on election integrity because it obviously is an important issue. And there are some people in the Republican Party that thinks the verbiage as it was was weak. And there are other people that think um, it needs to be stronger. And she mentioned, you know, all the way down to hand counting ballots. Well, that's the way the democratic process works meaning the republican party will need to get together with their executive committee and their state central committee and yeah, clearly the people <laughs> under the new chairman um, and all the influencers to figure out what is the republican party's stance platform item if you will on election integrity and all i can say right now is 
Chairman Underwood's the head of the party now. He said uh, that it's election integrity moving forward. No one should have a problem with that, and I don't think they do. Um, it's just how do we get there? And obviously there are some folks you know that want to go all the way back to, you know, I, I guarantee if you give me a couple thousand bucks and let me go around the country, I'll find people that want to audit, you know, 2016 elections, 2012 elections, and things like that. So that's what the caller was referring to, um, and it's a good call. I feel like with all the calls running up, we're not going to get to drugs. But let me go to it real quick. All right, big drug bust. <laughs> you got to hope, right? Hope and pray that it's just truckers and criminal cartels and gang members uh, rolling through I-80. But the Lancaster County Criminal Interdiction Unit uh, stopped the motorhome <laughs> at mile marker 391. And they found 61 pounds of methamphetamine, lots of heroin, two pounds, and... Uh, about a half a pound of fentanyl. Um, my God. Street value of over $1.5 million for... Uh, I mean, it adds up to like one point. It just drives me nuts. I mean, I-80 is a terrible corridor for drugs, and, you know, you've got a motorhome. Thank God our law enforcement, uh, you know, sheriffs, state patrol, you know, LPD are out there figuring it out um because we just we've just got to keep fighting that war on drugs it's just that simple we've got a great story up on it uh, on klin.com and you just you just look at the picture of all the bags there and how many people that can kill and just ruin lives it's it saddens my heart uh richard online too welcome back if this is uh, richard og to drive time lincoln thank you commander uh i want to just touch back to a conversation I had with you a few days ago. And after I was off the air, a lady called and said that she didn't remember having to prove that she was a U.S. citizen in order to vote. Uh, I checked that out. Oh, that could be a bad memory. Yeah, (laughs) it is a bad memory because what happens when you first register to vote, you sign an oath. And basically, the oath states that you are a U.S. citizen, and if you violate that oath, it's subject to up to a $10,000 fine and possible prison time. So uh, when you initially register, uh, they make sure you're a U.S. citizen. Yeah, that's. I, I, I think that I think I don't know the process, but as I sit here today, I trust the process that the mechanism verifies that. Right. Now, my second comment is that the uh, lady that attended the convention in Kearney seemed to indicate that there would be some vote counting done at the precinct level. That is not correct. No, no, I, no, no. Let me clarify for her. She said that Republicans were trying to, within their own constitution and platform, okay, uh, decide, I guess, as a platform item or value how they would feel about election integrity. As you and I both know, the Republican Party Constitution doesn't dictate how we do the vote stuff. That's right. And uh, in conjunction with that, uh, I, I just would like to say that one consequence of having a requirement that we count the ballots manually and not use voting machines is that, at least in the more populous counties, Douglas and Lancaster, 
it's going to be 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning after the polls close before you get those votes tabulated and release the results. We, uh, uh, that's, yeah, I, I think you'd agree, I think you'd agree with me on this issue. I think somebody, a representative from Sarpy County, stood up and very eloquently made that point about uh, it seemed like they had the experience of working at the polls, uh, delegate again uh, on the Republican side, and and that's a reality. And so, like a lot of the things you and I talk about are some of the more controversial things. I think everybody wants election integrity to be more secure and to trust it. But in the end of the day, folks, we're going to have to find compromises between, you know, what where it is today and where some people want it to go. And then, you know, what's legal. Right. And then because can you imagine the opposite, Richard? Right. So let's just go into a alternate universe. Uh, let's just say the whole state does that. And we have no idea who's elected to what for four days. You know, everybody'd be crying to go back to the old way. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing that, that I think people need to be aware of is that the state voting statutes presently allow poll watchers to come to the precincts and watch the ballots being cast. And uh, we didn't have any at the precinct that I worked at uh, uh, for the primary or for the special election, but the law does uh, allow poll watchers to go there, and they can be from either party or they can be an independent. So yeah. uh, that's that's another way. If people are concerned about who's casting ballots, uh, that's an alternative that would be available to anybody. Almost always enjoy your calls, Richard. Almost always, like ninety eight percent. Good, and I have to have that other two percent to keep you on your toes. Well, uh, actually, yeah. Well, yeah, you can always do that. Listen, I'm I am by no means the uh, expert, and and or most uh, uh, my my grammatical errors can come out pretty fast. So I appreciate when you do do that. Thank you. Thank you, Commander, for letting me come on the show. You bet. Have a good night. Oh wow, those are some good topics. Um, yeah, I think they, and that's. That's one of the main, at least for those of us, you know, like, you know, regular press people, you know, news talk people like me. We, that's one of the stories that I think hasn't been told yet. And it's hard to wrap around is what happened at that convention, meaning that the democratic process, I don't think enough Americans understand the democratic process and how the major parties form their constitutions form their platform items their values that they believe in and as a group and sometimes confuse that within the legal way we run this country it's interesting folks 14993 klin you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 14993 klin Jeff on the text line, uh, yeah, the drugs. We're going to have to push that one till tomorrow a little bit, uh, but you got some good thoughts. And you know what? Uh, there's something else. Was it from Jeff that I've got to go back to because we had some good text strings going on uh, Wednesday. Uh, let's go to Everyman Dan and try to finish out the show. Everyman Dan, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. What do you got? Hey, thanks, Commander. Uh, hey, I am an Everyman, and as an Everyman, I was uh, when I listened to uh, Carla James talk about the GOP office getting ransacked, I, I was really mad because I was watching that uh, uh, take, you know, the the, uh, the the big changeover in the GOP convention, 
from LinkedIn, you know, on social media and stuff. And I thought it was pretty exciting. It's a big news story. But then I learned that they ransacked the office. That's crazy. Well, I, I wouldn't say ransack the office. You got to be careful here. I think that. Well, okay, that I think, I yeah, I, I think that they have uh, they have said that, you know, items we're missing items have been coming back so and it's under investigation but i hear you so you were mad about that that's outrageous that that seems like you you have this unity uh message from underwood and then in the meantime the old well uh, boss yeah i don't know i mean that's why i guess that's those are the things why i write blogs like politics is war what else you got well, I was uh, actually, I love that you guys are doing the 50 days till Husker. Uh, yeah, on KLIN. Well, I was wondering, what's your over-under of uh, 50 days until the mask is <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, my over-under is it's going to happen. There you go. Oh, I, okay, well, I won't take that bet then. Okay, uh, we'll make that time. and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks for the call. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I could be wrong. I pray I'm wrong. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on a first-time caller Friday, uh, 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln.